Hello! Welcome back to Seriously Fun. Seriously Fun. Today is going to be a wild episode. I'm so sleep deprived. I've just come back from tour down in Melbourne and I've had barely any sleeves. So look, I promise nothing. Lower those expectations straight away. Today's episode, we're talking travel stories. We've got some pet peeves. But first up, Mel's going to share super awkward story. I'm not really sure if this is an awkward story or if it's just that I'm really awkward and it's (laughs) a story about me. (laughs) (laughs) So one of my really good mates, Jess, her sister had a birthday on the weekend and for their celebrations, they got a burlesque teacher, burlesque dance teacher to come in and teach them what they called G-rated burlesque moves. Anyway, it triggered me to think of this time. So there's a club in the valley, Fortitude Valley, called the Press Club, and they used to host a weekly burlesque night, and I used to go to them because it's fucking sick. (laughs) Yeah, they, it, it was actually a great night. I'm really sad that they stopped doing them because I had a good time. Did they stop them due to COVID or? No, they, or? no it was like a couple of years before COVID that they stopped oh, yeah. them. So. Anyway, so I used to go to these burlesque nights. So usually it's just me sitting in the corner with some whiskey with a couple of mates. All oh, right, not alone. Yeah, that's not, not, alone, not alone. No, not some fucking creeper that just <laughs> rocks up. Hey, ladies. No, that's. Uh, anyway. There was this one night that we went to watch the burlesque and the burlesque lady, dancer lady, comes over and usually they, like, interact with the audience, right? And I happened to have a seat that was, like, kind of close to where she was dancing around. And (laughs) I'm already laughing. (laughs) So she decides to use me as a prop and she asks me if I can hold – it was, like, this long shawl – Scuffy thing. I don't know. I don't do fashion. Anyway, so she asked me to hold it and I'm like holding on to the end of it. And I wasn't really sure what was going to happen from here, but I definitely did not realize that she was then going to use like the weight of me holding on to the part of her costume to like do all these spin moves to just like slowly undress herself and be left wearing nothing but nipple covers. Oh, my God. <laughs> and if, then you, she... if you know Mel, this is so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then afterwards she's just, like, dancing in front of me for a little bit and I'm just holding her costume. <laughs> <laughs> it was really awkward I, because everyone's watching me and I am not a burlesque dancer. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you watching me? Watch what, her. Well, what are you meant to say? They come up to you and they say, hey, can you hold this? They don't even yeah. really speak. They just kind of come up to you and they, like, reach their hand out and you're like. She just gave you the tip. Yeah, she, she, she did. She walked <laughs> over and she, she put the tip in my hand and I had to hold it. <laughs> 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 oh. Anyway, so, I mean, like I said, the story itself is not awkward. It's just me. I just don't know how to be that person that hundreds of people are just 
I, they're looking at me. Why? <laughs> I don't know how to exist. I get real sweaty and yeah. I'm just like. And you start doing weird things with your hands. It's like I just don't know what to do with my body. Do you suddenly realise how you're sitting and you're kind of like, how do I sit? Yeah, just how do I exist in general? I'm like, oh, what what look is on my face? <laughs> but the biggest thing is like, where do I look? Because I felt uncomfortable staring directly at her, shaking her titties at me. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> so where do I look? Because everyone's watching. Well, I mean, you're all there for the same reason, right? Yeah, but that, yeah. So just look at the girls' titties. Isn't that what... Isn't that the whole point? No, because asking I'm not there to friend. look at her titties. I'm, I'm, I'm there to watch friend. the dance. Fuck off. Ask You're the friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was there to watch the dance and the performance and, like, enjoy the music and the vibe, you know? This story has made my day. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. What's friendship for, right? <laughs> you know, if, it, if I'd been there with you. I would have just lost it. Yeah. You would have just laughed at me. I would have filmed the whole thing. Except the worst part would have been that if you had started laughing at me, you I would have started, started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but we also have the tendency to, like, start a chain reaction of other people laughing. Yeah. So, like, how awkward you trying to shake your titties I mean, she people w- are laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Does Look. anyone else have a burlesque story? Does anyone have any advice for Mel? How to exist in... How do you exist when a whole room of people are looking at you? Yeah. How do you not be awkward? Yeah. That's probably the better question. How to not be awkward? Please help. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's, that's my awkward story for today. fun. So like I said... I've just come back from tour. I'm dog tired. I've had a really long weekend and it got me thinking, what traveling stories do we have? Do you want to go first? I can go first. So once upon a time, a long time ago, <laughs> I went overseas and it was for basketball. So there's like 30 of us traveling together between players in the team, coaches, managers, parents, etc. And we did like quite a few stops. We went to America, we went to Europe, etc. I won't give you all the details. Wow, fancy. Fancy. So there's this one parent of one of the other girls on the team who she's just like super worried about getting robbed while we're over there. She's like, we're going to get mugged, someone's going to steal my money and I don't want to be overseas and have my stuff stolen. So she's like gone out and bought this special pouch to keep her money in that she can wear like around her chest so it's not in her backpack. She's already spoken to us about wearing your backpack on the front when you're in big crowds, not on the back so that no one can like get into it when you're not looking. Like all of these safety precautions. And she's like drilling it in to everyone in the team being like, these are the things you need to do to make sure that you're not going to get robbed. Did she just have like heaps of money on her or something? Uh, what were they going to steal? Her undies. She's a bit neurotic. Ah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. No one wants your undies, mate. Undies, mate. You can keep them. Also, if someone manages to steal your undies while you're walking through a crowd, <laughs> something's wrong. Wait, isn't it her backpack? Like with her clothes in it? 
no, 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 no. These were like travel days, like going oh. off to Disneyland, just you know, carrying like you know, pack, pack a spare pair of undies? undies to go to Disneyland. No, not just really. In case? No. I don't. I just okay. <laughs> Incontinence is real. It's because you turned thirty. Hey. Huh? I said incontinence is real. It's because you turned 30, hey? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, no, it wasn't for spandies. It was for like cameras, jumpers, like st- stuff we might buy and then travel back to the hotel with, etc. Yeah. So she's given us this like lesson on how to not get mugged. But then the entire team had been given reversible jackets. One side of the jacket bright yellow and said Australia in green on the back and the other side was like a dark blue. I'm pretty sure it was a dark blue and it had Australia written in green. Still pretty obvious but less obvious than the yellow one. So despite all of these learnings that she's found about how to not get mugged in another country, she insists that we walk around wearing yellow Australia jackets. Like a Big fucking beacon. But here's the thing. It was so she was able to recognise who was with our group. And I was like, you're, you're putting a target on all of our backs to get mugged. Yeah. You're I ref- saying spot the tourist. Yeah. I refuse to wear it. But also everybody knows that what a sports jersey looks like and they know that Australia is green and gold. Yeah. And if you're wearing a green and gold jersey, you're from a sports team, which means you've probably got money on you. Yeah, it. But they're bri- they're big yellow jackets that say Australia on the back, like you couldn't have hidden that we were tourists. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I refused to wear it. Yeah, you know that black jacket that yeah. I lent you for Korea. That's what I wore instead. So everyone else is walking around <laughs> in these big yellow fucking jackets, and here I am in all black yet again. <laughs> How mad did that make her? I mean, look, is what it is. She wasn't overly fond of it, but I'm an adult, so. Are you? Fuck off. <laughs> it might not seem like it, but yes, I am. <laughs> so yesterday on my flight home from Melbourne, uh, I'm fucking terrible with directions. Like, I'm so bad. You've heard the story in our episode Naughty Navigation about how I took the same route to work, which I'd end up driving like an extra 30 minutes when I didn't need to because I'm just so bad with directions. It's even worse when I'm inside a building. I just don't know which way I've turned. And it's like, it's really disorientating. Anyway, so I go through the Virgin Terminal because if you're a musician, you fly with Virgin, they give you like heaps of extra baggage and it's, it's sick. Some other airlines do it, but Virgin's like the tits for it. <laughs> so I'm walking through. I go through the um the like little metal detector things and I'm like, yeah, let's get some food. I'm starving. And it's two hours before our flight. So we walk all the way to the end of the airport and there's just like a couple of pubs with like pub food. And being vegans, we're like, oh, I just, I've had a rough weekend as it is. I don't want to finish with like beers and chips. I kind of want to have like a burrito. So we're like, well, let's go find the food. And we couldn't get out, couldn't figure out how to get out of the airport back to the food. So we had to go back through the metal detectors all the way back around and then like took this super long empty passageway because we could see the food on the other side. 
And we get to this another set of like metal detectors and they're like, hey, ladies, where are you going? And I thought that was a really dumb question because like the other side is food. I was like, (laughs) I'm going to food. And they're like, yeah, but where are you going? And I was like, to the food via this hallway. (laughs) I didn't really know what they were asking me. Anyway, I get out, go get my food. We hung out there for like an hour while just waiting for the flight. And then when we're ready to come back, we go straight back to that corridor, except it's been roped off with like a movable wall. So you can't get in. So it's like, (laughs) it's like the passageway doesn't exist anymore. And we're like, um, okay, (laughs) let's just go the other way. Except we're at gate four and over on this side of the airport, it says gates 11 to 50. And then over there, it says international. So we had to leave the airport. We had to go all the way downstairs. You left the airport. Get out of the airport through Jetstar's terminal, all the way back around the outside of the airport, back into Virgin, up through International, around the fucking back, finally got to our gate. Took us 40 minutes. I can't even deal. How the fuck? Because it (laughs) it was this one hallway that was locked off. And because of that, like we tried to go through all these different areas and we're just like, we're going to have to leave. Did and you I, ask at the hold, No, because I was really stressed and I was like, ah! And I actually had to stop at one moment. I was like, because I was with my wife, Amanda. I was like, babe, oh, I'm getting really stressed. And we, so we go all the way upstairs into like Terminal 3. I don't even know what the fuck Terminal we were supposed to be in. But we end up in Terminal 3 and it's empty. It's like hundreds of these check-in machines. Empty. No people anywhere. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God, where am I? So I get really stressed and she's just like, oh, there's this kiosk over here. Let's go ask these people. And we go around the corner and then it was like I got hit with this wall of sound because suddenly there was all this music and there's like Maccas and cafes and a big sign that says Virgin Gates 1 to 10 (laughs) this way. And I was like, oh, thank God. And the instant like rush of relief of being lost in the airport. Has that ever happened to you, being lost in an airport? I have a pretty good sense of direction in comparison to you. So I thought Amanda did too, though. I mean, she did. She got us back to where we needed to go. But because I was stressing out so much, I think I was like making her second guess her sense of direction. (laughs) But, yeah, you can imagine how stressed I was. I was just like, where the fuck? And the whole time. The whole time I'm cursing Virgin for, like, cutting that little um, thing off. The best part, we weren't the only ones. There were a whole bunch of people who were, like, trying to get back from the food, back through the Virgin thing, and then you could just see all these, like, groups of people being, like, looking around, like, where the fuck? Anyway, well, that was my time. No, that's never happened to me before. Don't recommend it, just saying. (laughs) And then I was super shitty and grumpy. So I sat by myself and while Amanda went into the pub, I was like, I just need to like cool off because I'm cranky <laughs> as. <laughs> and I was all hot and sweaty from like stressing and walking around the airport. Did you think you were going to miss your flight? Yeah. <laughs> and then the fucking thing was delayed by half an hour anyway. Fuck me. If you had messaged me to say. <laughs> I got lost in the airport. I got lost in the airport and I missed my <laughs> flight. <laughs> You know the best part? If, if I alone, received that message, I would have just been like, why am I not surprised? Yeah, I'm, on, <laughs> I'm on my way. See you in two days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. If I was alone, though, I would have I would have just gone straight and asked a person because I would have been like, hey, pretty sure 
directionally dyslexic people exist and I'm one of them. Could you please help me? I'm afraid. Take me to my terminal. And then I would have gotten to like ride one of those special little airport cars. I don't think they would have taken you on a special car. I would have cried. (laughs) (laughs) Do you reckon if you cried enough, they'd give you the airport car? No, I really don't. I think when we're VIPs and we're getting taken to like our own jet, then I think we'll get the little airport car. I was a a VLP, very lost person. Does that count? No. All right, your turn for a story. Um, this is just a this is just another thing to add to the list of stupid shit that Mel's done. <laughs> so, I was in Minnesota. It's minus sixteen degrees, which is fucking cold. That's super cold. And the hotel's heated, so obviously, like you, you don't notice. I'm inside, had a shower, and I decided that I was going to go outside and have a cigarette. I did not think about the fact. That my hair was not dry. So I've gone outside. And I mean, I had a beanie, but obviously like the longer parts, because I had quite long hair back then, but the longer parts of my hair were still like prone to the weather conditions, chuffing away. And then out of nowhere, I'm like, fuck, my hair's frozen. (laughs) And you could literally crack off my hair. Did you crack it off? Only a little little bit. bit. And then I realized I could do it and was like, got to go back inside. (laughs) I was with one of my mates. We'd gone downstairs and we were both just like, ah, our hair's freezing. Did you go back in the shower? No, I just went inside. And she went in the lobby for a little bit and waited for it to defrost. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The coldest I've ever been in was minus 12. It's pretty cold, hey? Yeah. Everyone thought that I was crazy because we went out shopping one day and I had like a long thermal on, a long sleeve shirt, and my big black jacket and a pair of shorts. Were your legs cold? Not really. No. Is it? It's because they were numb. No, but it's more like if my upper body is warm, then my legs are fine. Yeah. Fuck frostbite. My legs yeah. are fine. <laughs> I mean, I I wore shoes with big fluffy socks, but you should have seen the looks that people gave me. They'd be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I'd spot the tourist. Yeah, it was very touristy. But it, I don't know, it wasn't cold. Was it refreshing? Were you like, ooh? Yeah, it was like nice and brisk. <laughs> also, we were going, okay, bearing in mind that everywhere you go into is heated. It's hot. That's the one thing I don't like about cold places is how bloody hot it is when you go into the stores. Yeah, they should make the temperature in the stores enough that you can still wear a jacket and long pants. Yeah, but they're like, it's like 26 degrees and above. Yeah, which that's is like too hot. Room temperature is like comfortable room temperatures around 24 degrees. But, but I when, guess that's here in Australia because we are used to that temp. But if you're, okay, if it's minus 16 degrees outside, it should not be 20 degrees inside. That's a huge jump that's for your body. Mat- and you get so hot and sweaty. But for me, I started to feel really nauseous going from snap cold to snap hot all the time. Mm-hmm. And anytime you got on a bus in South Korea, it would be fucking hot. And you're wearing thermals. So I just kept taking all my clothes. Wow. <laughs> I just kept stripping down to like my T-shirt and my thermal. Because I had take- like three jumpers on. Yeah, I don't, it's too, it was too hot and then too cold. So I was just like, I'm going to be comfortable. Did that look really weird? Mm. Felt good. You have another story for me? It's a short one. But yeah. when you're traveling, being a touring musician, when you're traveling, sometimes you're super desperate for somewhere to sleep. And if you're in a car, you don't always want to sleep in a seat. 
because it's just not comfortable. You want to stretch your legs out. So we all took it in turns, like who would sleep on the back seat or who would sleep in the front seat. And we took a tent with us. There's five people in a sedan driving to the Northern Territory from Lismore, which is a 40-hour drive. And we did it it in um, five days of eight-hour stints. That's not bad. It was because there was enough of us to drive um, a couple of hours each, but we were also just so tired from constantly driving. Yeah, I bet. So we took a tent and we would pull over to the side of the road and put this tent up and just find like a big ass patch of super long grass, like like neck height, and put the tent on top of the grass and just squash it down <laughs> and then use that as the mattress to all pile into the tent. <laughs> Except there was one dude on tour with us who was two metres long and the tent was um, 1.8 metres. So he was too long for the tent and he wanted to stretch his legs out. So we bought him these really long, thick worker's socks and we'd put two pairs of worker's socks on him like all the way up to like mid-calf and then zip the tent up around him so the mozzies didn't come in, but then his feet <laughs> didn't get bitten. Were you not wild. scared of snakes? You're literally pushing down big, long grass and putting a fucking tent there. No. Nah. Oh my That's god, how desperate I would have been we were. fucking terrified. That's how desperate we were. We were like, just get in there. Because oh. we were so tired. Sounds awful. There was another tour where we bought yoga mats and just rolled them out on the side of the road. Like literally park the car on the, the gravel, sleep next to it. Like that's how desperate you are sometimes just to sleep. Because you're traveling so much that you're just like, I don't care what I sleep on. I need a straight back and straight legs. That is. I can't even if I ever drive down a fucking road and see a whole bunch of people sleeping on yoga mats, I'm gonna beep. <laughs> what an asshole. The bugs though. The fucking bugs that fly oh. all over you on your sleep. Mm. This is okay, this is a nightmare story. So I went when I was overseas, I was at one of the large shopping centers over there. Fucking sick shopping center. But they were having a fucking Justin Bieber competition. <laughs> so this is back when was Baby. No, he wasn't there. Mm. This is when Baby was really his song. Baby was really oh, popular, and he was like twelve. Yeah, he was young, and they were having this competition in the shopping center where if you, it was like a battle of the bands, I guess. Not really, like a contest. Yeah, like kind of like a karaoke contest. So oh, it's yeah. like do your baby performance and whoever wins gets tickets to Justin Bieber's concert. So I'm walking around a shopping center for four hours listening to a range of girls from the age of like, I don't know, 10 to 16 singing baby as best as they could on fucking repeat. And some of them were horrific. Oh my God. Like really, really, really fucking bad. That would have been really grating. Oh, and it, like, overtook all of the background music in, like, the shops that you'd walk into. you just hear this wailing. Yeah. Baby, baby, baby. <laughs> it was horrible. Were you like, fuck this, let's show them how it's done? <laughs> no. I was just like, I put my headphones in. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Never go anywhere without a pair of AirPods. I mean, I didn't have AirPods back then. Oh, so I guess you went somewhere without them. <laughs> fuck <laughs> did, you, did, did you see me snort so you had to snort too? <laughs> oh, 
you have any more travel stories you want to share with us? I have one more. And this is, this is also a question. Does anyone else's grandma do this? Whenever I'd go traveling as a kid, if Nan was with me, she'd look at the people in the cars beside us and start talking about where they were going. Definitively, though. Oh, that guy's going to the beach. <laughs> how do you know that, Nan? I can see he's got an esky in the back. I can see the beach towels. Well, how, how do you know they're not just normal towels? Because they've got beach patterns on them. But some people use those towels as, as normal towels, Nan. No. It's going to the beach. Betcha they're going to Batemans Bay. Yeah, I see the fishing rods. Yeah, going to Batemans Bay. And she'd like <laughs> so fully great. planned their whole trip for them. I want to play that game. Every time. I've never played that game. Neither has my nana or my grandma. But there was this one time where I was driving down the Gold Coast and this car was next to us. Anyway, it's me and a couple of mates and we've got the windows down and we're like singing at the top of our lungs. It was up really <laughs> loud. It was quite young. And they heard the music and they started like dancing along with us. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, <laughs> high five, waving at them. And had no idea who they were nor where they were going. But we'd gone down the coast. We were there for like, no, eight or nine hours. And then we came back to Brisbane. We saw them. We saw them again. On the way back. Oh. And as they drove past us, they were like, hey. <laughs> and we were like, yeah. Oh, my God. It was so funny. That's sick. How uncanny is that, though? That's good timing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? It's serious. Of course it's good timing. Yeah. <laughs> what else is it? <laughs> Did you, um, last one promise last one did you ever write notes to other people in other cars when you're on long road trips no i used to take a notepad and write little notes to them and like hold it up to the window and some people like other kids in other cars would write back hi Hi. how are you good where you gone this way bateman's bay (laughs) how about you well i said bateman's bay because i went there obviously i went to bateman's bay as a kid i was eight and i got sunburnt really really bad two days in a row and I got these like crazy blisters on my shoulders and they turned into scars so for like the majority of the next 10 years I had these scars all over my shoulders that whenever I'd get sunburned I just have like white marks everywhere and people be like oh what's up with your arms I'm like oh they're scars from this time I got like really bad second degree burns on my shoulders oh that's brutal it is brutal you should ask me about my bubble um uh, um, how do I how do I frame that into a question? Tell me about your bubble. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you struggled so bad. I don't know how old I was. Must have been like maybe tenish or something like that. Oh wait, that. is this like a blister bubble? And I'd gone up the Sunshine Coast with my parents, and I got so fucking sunburnt that I had a big blister bubble on my back that literally started from like midway between my shoulder blades to like three quarters of the way down my back. I couldn't wear a shirt. I couldn't wear anything oh on the God. upper half of my body. Ouch. I couldn't lie. I couldn't sit down. Was it really thick? Like, did you have to pop it? No. So one day, this is like two days later, I still had the bubble and I was sitting on the couch and I just didn't think about it. So I leant back. And it just went. And I popped it and all of this liquid was just uh, like right uh, down my uh, back. Uh, <laughs> Michaela, if you still listen to this podcast, I'm so sorry. <laughs> a friend of ours is like, I can't deal with certain things. And we're just like, mate, I'm really sorry for that moment. Yeah, just we then. talk about rank shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's, that's enough travel stories. 
It's time for pet peeves. Pet peeves. All the things that I hate. Things that make me irate. This is about my pet peeves. All right, pet peeves. Do you want to start or do you want me to? I'll I'll go. Okay. This one's this is an easy one because I feel like everyone feels the same. Someone on the plane with a sick, disgusting cough and they're like usually sitting right behind you, if not the row behind that, and they're just like <laughs> the whole flight and you're like. Do you remember like go back five years before COVID had ever happened, how you felt about someone coughing on a plane being like, oh, my God, it's so gross. I hope they don't make me sick. And now that COVID's happened, you see someone coughing and everybody in the room turns around and looks at them. Oh, they just shoot daggers out of their eyes. Oh, you've got COVID. And people who still sneeze without covering their mouth, I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Surely in this day and age we've all been to Centrelink and we've seen the sneeze into your elbow signs. (laughs) Bloody hell. Okay, this is a pet peeve. It's kind of both a pet peeve and not a pet peeve because on one hand, I like to be on time, but on the other hand, there's such a thing as too early. Dad, love you. (laughs) (laughs) But whenever I would go travelling with my dad as a kid, even if we were just like driving up the coast to Noosa or if we were going to Melbourne and we had to get a plane, we would always be like four hours early. Why? So that we weren't late. (laughs) <laughs> Just in case you get stuck in the airport for four hours, hey? Yeah. And I mean, dad has traveled a lot. So he's been through those moments where he's been stuck in an airport. But I'm like, no. But if you get there early and then your flight's delayed, you're there for way longer than you need to be. Yeah. But then there's some people who are like, oh, yeah, I'll just, I'll get there half an hour before my flight. I and can't I'm do like, that either. I'm like, what are you doing? No. Nah. There's a happy medium. You can't, nah, you can't get there like right as the plane's supposed to. It's not a movie. There's not fucking ads that are going to play first before what you want to see starts. If the plane leaves at six, the plane leaves at six. You can't get there at six and wait for the ads to play. Yeah. Time to go. (laughs) So apparently my pet peeve is being too early but also being too late. (laughs) (laughs) I always wonder if I'm ever going to be one of those people that gets called like... Who's holding the airplane up? And they like call your name over the the PA. Is that you? I've done that before. Oh, what okay. are you doing? So, uh, did you leave the airport and have to walk all the way around? No, like I did. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not. I have a good sense of direction. <laughs> thank you. Um, okay, so this would have been oh, 2009. So I would have been like 19. And I was on a trip for basketball and we had gone up to like Townsville or something. And I can't remember why. I think I had something on. So instead of traveling back the next day with the whole team, me and one of the other players, Carrie, we got a plane back from Townsville. (coughs) (coughs) Suddenly needed to cough. (coughs) So me and Carrie... We got a plane back early from Townsville back into Brisbane. And Carrie was like, I don't know, five or six years older than me and also quite rebellious and probably a very (laughs) negative influence on me back then, (laughs) but also like not at the same time. Anyway, we were like, well, let's just sit here 
and drink at this pub until they call our names out and then we'll go to the gate rather than like going all the way down there and like having to wait. We'll just stay here and have a drink. So we did. You did it intentionally. <laughs> until they called us out over the speaker and then we were like, fuck, we got to go. Yeah. Don't recommend it. You're those people that when you get on the plane, everyone's like, finally. Do you know the looks that people give you when yeah. you walk on the plane? Because I've given those looks. <laughs> Look, I've never done it since and I would Buddy. never do it again. Good idea at the time, but then when the reality Immediate sits regret in. when I heard my name on the speaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Plain food. Plain food is rubber. It sucks. As a, a vegan, what, what can I eat? Yeah, you just crackers. Otherwise you don't get fed. Yeah, they can give me the cheese and crackers and I'll just eat the sour little digestive biscuits in there. Nothing. I can't eat anything. Give me some orange juice and some bread, plain bread, no butter. Oh, but also even if they do give you food, it tastes like shit. When I flew to South Korea, they my ticket said vegan. I got nothing, no food. And they're like, oh, um, we can't even prepare you something because all of the food is prepackaged and we just don't have any vegan meals. So this was the flight there. So on my flight back, because I'd said to them, you know, okay, well, now you know. Yeah. Same thing. Still nothing. Nine and a half hour flight. Oh. Yeah, I had um, bread rolls for nine hours. I was so hungry by the time I got home. Ugh. Also, like, stinky food in an enclosed environment. Like tuna. Like like anything that just smells too pungent. Or, like, if you get car sick and someone's, like, munging on a mayonnaise sandwich or something and it's just, you can just smell it, it's just like, Whoa. You try not to be rude, but you ha- if you don't crack a window, you're going to throw up. You can't crack a window on a plane. Oh, you can't crack it. I'm talking about in a car. <laughs> okay. Yeah, don't crack don't a window Don't crack on a the window on a plane. Fuck. <clears throat> when I went to Korea, because I was so hungry and I was really nauseous and it was my first ever long-haul flight, I got really bad motion sickness. So I was sick the whole flight and the person next to me was just eating, like, curried chicken. And it was so pungent and I was like... <sighs> I, I, it was the don't leave your seat, the seatbelt sign. And um, one of the attendants walked past and I said, hey, do you have any like any vomit bags? Like I'm, I'm not very well. And they said, nah, we don't. And I was like, um, okay, I'm not allowed to leave my seat. I'm going to throw up. What can you do for me? And they're like, oh, I don't know. So I just took my seatbelt off and like left because I was like, I'm going to the toilet. I'm, I've got to go. I couldn't even, like, get the words out. I was just like, I've got to fucking go. How unhelpful. No, and I we've was got just, no vomit bags. But I was in there for, like, half an hour, just, like, not well at all. Again, Ooh. I'm real sorry, Mickey, for the content. And I, ca- I come out and they were like, oh, can we get you anything? And I just said to them, every time you walk past me, even if I'm asleep, can you just leave me, like, some juice? like a bottle of juice or something. Did they? Cause like, yeah. So every time I woke up, there'd be like more juice there because I was like really unwell. Speaking of toilets, aeroplane <laughs> toilets, I don't get the fad fucking – remember in the 90s when all of the films, they'd be like those romantic films where it'd be like, oh, we met on an aeroplane and then we fucked in the toilet. Mile it's, high club. Yeah. yeah. Like that is no. I'll show you my cockpit. <laughs> Yeah. Have they're been so an, small. And they're also disgusting. They smell really bad. There's always like 
wet toilet paper in places where you wonder how wet toilet paper ended up there. And then there's just the water everywhere. And I'm like, okay. Oh my God. Turbulence um, on the toilet is fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my poo's going the wrong way. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I am not the skinniest person in the world. But I'm also not the largest, and those toilets are fucking tiny. Trying to close the door, I'm just like... Yeah, what a... Suddenly I have really big legs. Yeah, like everything is in the way. How the fuck do you fit two people in there and actually have enjoyable sex? But also, it's it's a porta potty installed in a plane. Why do you want to have sex in that? Just to you say you did? want to have sex in a porta potty <laughs> 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 Oh, my wow. God, the smell. <laughs> I can taste it. <laughs> okay. Oh. Being a musician and taking your gear on a flight is horrible because, like, as soon as you see it go through the oversized baggage and disappear, you're like, they're going to fucking throw that. That's going to get damaged. I hope that my guitar or my snare drum or my cymbals are in one piece when I get them back. So yesterday I looked out the window right before we got on the plane. Mistake. Our guitars, which all have fragile stickers on them and that's that's put there by the airplane, they're on the bottom of all of these massive things of luggage. Fuck. And, like, the, the luggage um, for Virgin for normal check-in is 7 kilos carry-on, 15 kilos underneath. And we, I could see at least five bags on top of every guitar. Oh. So there's like hundreds of kilos of stuff with these guitars underneath. And I'm just like, fuck, what are they doing? Even in, even when we take our own guitars places, we stack them in a way that like your baggage, your luggage goes first, like your clothes and stuff. And then yeah, our and guitars, then guitars go, on, guitars top go on, top. on top. Because like they're not, they're not built to have heaps of weight on them. They're built to like be protected if... You're carrying them around and you knock them or something and you know if you if you've got them around you don't just put shit on them yeah so yeah being a musician love you virgin you're great but still Ugh. i was pretty bloody shocked to see that yeah no that's shit that that is underwhelming service underwhelmed i am underwhelmed virgin <laughs> i have one <laughs> who says that us. <laughs> I feel really underwhelmed. Look, I have, I have one. <laughs> I probably have more pet peeves, but this is the last one I'm, I'm going to bring up. And no offense, but babies. I feel so fucking sorry for the parents of oh. those kids. Okay, so I got, I was on a 13-hour flight. 13 hours. And there is a small child screaming. It's poor ears. Everyone's poor ears. 13 hours is a, like, that baby must have been so fucking tired by the end of it because I swear to God, it screamed nonstop from the moment we got on the plane to the moment we got off. That's horrible. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Like, I realise it's not the parents' fault. Yeah. And they couldn't control it. And there's so many circumstances. But, like, if you can make noise-cancelling headphones... Surely you can make special little baby pods that cancel and hold the, all the noise inside. You want to put a baby in, in an a pod. egg? <laughs> in an egg. Just get back in the womb. 
you've only got to buy one ticket, I guess that's all right. <laughs> but I so some I've heard of people that have the same thing, but I've been on airplanes before where I get really bloated and I'm like, what's going on? Did you fart? I just had to go to the toilet and fart a lot. <laughs> and apparently it happens to other people too. Like they get real gassy and they just Yeah, I mean, fart. It, it's the air pressure. So if you're a baby, you're probably, because they're already so gassy, you're probably bloated, you're probably in pain, your ears are all fucked up because you don't understand to swallow and there's lots of sounds. There's all of these fucking strangers staring at you, throwing you evil looks. And you must be yelling terrified. Like, Shut that child up, would ya? I hate that. I there is polite a polite way to handle things, and yelling out from five rows back, "Shut that child up, would ya?" is not the polite no. way to go about it. And that, I know that people get tired, but you know what? Take some fucking headphones and get over yourself. Yeah, and speak with kindness. I have a lot of admiration for flight attendants because they see it all. Oh, man. They deal with the masses, crazy amounts of people every day. You're flying to and from all different locations. If you're on, like, Brisbane to Melbourne flight, you do that four times a day, easy. Boom, 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 boom. And their flight, like, their shifts aren't always eight hours. They might be on, like, uh, Brisbane to Melbourne then Melbourne to Brisbane, then Brisbane to Melbourne, then they'll have a layover and stay there the night and then do it again. If they live in Brisbane, great. They might be in a different location the next day. But they're they're dealing with people's irritable attitudes. They have to maintain quality customer service. They're attending to people's needs. They're seeing everybody in their their most shit states. I'm tired. I'm sleeping with my mouth open. I'm stinky. I'm being rude. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm farting in my sleep. And they just do it with a smile. Shout out to all those flight attendants. Good on you guys. <laughs> I bet you you guys go to the hotel at the lobby airport afterwards. What is it called? Airport lobby. Where do you go to drink? The lounge? <laughs> I don't know. Then. What am I trying what? to say? The bar? Yeah, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> you to lower your expectations i'm really tired oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. i bet you they go to the bar afterwards and just bitch about I all the crazy people to to the bar right now oh well on that note we're gonna put some things on the facebook group as always if this is your first time listening sorry about it <laughs> <laughs> um but join us on our facebook group at seriously fun podcast on the facebooks we put up a bunch of questions on there so today we want to know what advice you've got for Mel. How to not be awkward. Thank you. <laughs> How to exist at a burlesque show and where do you look? Do you have any travel stories you want to share with us? Does anyone else's nan do what my nan does? Yeah. And what are your pet peeves about travelling? Feel free to also just, like, add stories about existing pet peeves because <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty. All right, guys, until next time. Bye. Bye.